God is doing big and powerful and mighty things. And I'm not worried. I do get a little nervous, I'll admit. But I'm not worried about facilities. I know that God is going to make a way where there could be seemingly no way. He's going to do it. But one thing that I do like, yes, it's nice to build facilities. But let me tell you another thing that you're giving helps. We feed about 100, right now on a regular basis on a Wednesday night, we feed about 130 kids on a Wednesday night, and that can start to add up and get expensive. But we feed those children. They come in here. We give them something really good to eat, and then we're going to feed them in their belly, and then we're going to move right up about another six to seven, eight inches from there and get right up in their spirit like your spirit's here. It's so funny. <laughs> if you didn't know where your spirit was, you can't have any spirit yet. Body. Spirit. It's not just about the, the nacho cheese for the kids. We've got to get something better than that in them. And we are teaching them morals and ethics and the Bible and history and everything that comes with the things that got you to where you're at today. We do not forget where we came from. So if you've got gray hair in the place, just raise your hand. That's me. You got Anybody got a gray hair? Yeah, uh, several of them. <clears throat> I want to thank you for your prayers, for your giving. You are very, very important to what's going on. We love to focus on and talk about the youth and talk about the kids, but those kids can't give a dime. Those kids can't even get themselves to church sometimes. We've got some that, with gray hair that are getting in a van and driving around town and picking up kids. I am happy to say that we've got an older group that is reaching out. And I'm thankful that we have an older group that is uh, able to take in a younger group and say, go ahead and crank up that music a little louder. I kind of like it. And then the younger group is saying, I've never heard that older song. That's a, the old rugged cross. Somebody's never heard that. We sang that the other day. There was a kid in here that's probably said, never heard it. I like it. It's touching me deep in my soul. It touched my spirit. And God moved in this place. We are a church that is very diverse in race, in age, in every aspect. And what is that? That's the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom of God. If we're not going to go to heaven one day and it's only going to be Under Armour and the Nike crowd or the Wrangler and the boot crowd over here. They're not going to have that. It's the kingdom of God. Amen. Fight time conference. 300 and I wrote down 58, but I think the numbers changed in the last hour. 360 something. The church grows in attendance every year after the conference. It's just something that happens. Anywhere from 30 to 40 new members every year after this conference. So uh, it excites me to see many of you in a different seat every Sunday. I'll just say it's funny because I know that some of you are like, you walk in and you're looking and you're like, man, that's the third Sunday in a row, honey. Now, I didn't say honey and say man or woman because the man can make somebody late and the woman can make somebody late. But somebody says to the other, honey, that's the third Sunday in a row we haven't had our seat. It's exciting to me that sometimes I look over here and I'm like, wow, you normally sit over there. Wow, you normally sit over there. It's growing and the seating might get a little tighter. But that's okay. Just get closer to God. Be in tune with His Spirit. Be on fire for God so that when somebody is sitting right next to you, you just rub a little bit off on them. Just, 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 just like, hey, get, get you a little bit of that right there. Woo, hallelujah. Feel that? Let's pray. Father, we bless Your name. We thank You for Your many blessings. We thank You for our health. We thank You for financial blessings. Lord, Thank you for empowering us to do your work. We vow to do your work. Send us the hard cases. Send us those that need help. The lost, the hurting. Send them here to this place. Lord, we will minister. 
We will lift them up. We will hold them up. We will hold their hand and walk with them through the trial, through the storm. And we will be there for them as you were there for us. And many that are here were were there for us. And we ask you, God, that you lead us and guide us. Protect this congregation. Empower this congregation. Hold us up, Lord, as we do your work. We want to win the lost. And we will do it. We will be a disciple for you. Everybody say, in the name of Jesus, I'll do it. Amen, amen. You've heard it talked about here recently. We are a book of Acts church. And I am preaching to you today from the book of Acts. If you like the book of Acts, if you've read the book of Acts, if the book of Acts fires you up, can I get an amen? Amen. All right. All right. The book of Acts. I think about Acts. It's like you're act, act, do something. Amen. Specifically speaking about in the book of Acts, we're going to get into chapter 12 here in a minute, the story of Peter and how Peter was thrown into jail. And this is a story that we've preached about here before, and you've heard it. If you've not heard it, go back and read chapter 12 of Acts. Get the whole story. Read the chapter before it. Read the chapter after it. You always want to be sure and get a good reading of the Word. Don't just go in and cherry pick in the Word of God what is just best for you. You get in your mind, this is what I want to hear. And you don't even think about it. You just Google what you want to hear, turn to it like, hey, that's exactly what I thought. I tried to tell my wife the other day, and here it is right here in the Word of God. I was going to tell my boss the other day, and here it is, just like I thought it was. Well, you might want to read everything in full context, because probably right before that and right after that, the Lord's going to be stomping on your toes and telling you to get right. Amen? For those of you, and we know the story of Peter, he's thrown in a jail. For the, there, are, there is somebody here today, there are some bodies that are here today, and you feel like you are in prison. You feel like you are in a jail of sort. You're in a prison. You're in a situation where you feel bound up. You're not everything that you want to be. I'm telling you today, church, find somebody close to you and say, break out. It's time to break out. It is time to break out of jail. It's time to break out of bondage. It is time to break out of depression. It's cold outside. It's winter. You open up the door and you're like, oh, I got to go to work. I don't even want to be here right now. I have to act like I love my coworkers. And you can become depressed in a season like this. It can be a time, you know, our spirits pick up around Easter when everybody's dressing in the, the blues and the purples and the yellow and the sun's out and the birds are out and the bees and it's just beautiful. My mood picks up. It's exciting. It feels better. Wintertime, not so much. And I'm telling you, you may not be in, in, a, in a jail cell or in a prison, so to speak, of addiction, but you could be in a spiritual sense right now. You're in a place where you are bound up, locked up, you need to be free, loving people, experiencing the, the blessings of God and sharing a, a joyful testimony. And if you don't have joy in your life, if you don't have the, the fruits of the Spirit, if you don't have those things, and I said fruits, so some of y'all got a fruit. I've got the fruit of the Spirit. I have joy. I got joy unspeakable. All day long I got joy unspeakable. And I'm aggravated that you even thought that I didn't have joy unspeakable. The fact that you would come to me and come at me like that. And say, you don't, okay, I read you. You need the fruits of the Spirit. You, first of all, the second one you might want to get some peace. And some patience. Woo. If you don't have all of the fruits of the Spirit, that whole fruit basket. I'm talking about fruit salad. And for those of you who have kids, I just thought about that old song with fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. All the parents are laughing right now. Yeah. Maybe that was a long time ago. Our kids had a song they sang about fruit salad. It was whatever. Just whatever we could do to make them be quiet. I'm kidding. If you don't have that, if there's some things that you need, okay, yeah, I need to announce that. If there's some things in your life that you need and you feel like I can't get to that, 
I'm not at that point. I just feel kind of locked up. I feel kind of bound up. I want to break out. I want to break free. I want to break out of this prison. Everybody here is thinking right now about something. There is something. And if it's not for you, it's for your grandchildren. It's for your neighbor. It's for your son. It's for your daughter. It's for your wife. It's for your husband. There's somebody that needs help breaking out. So if you're out, you're free. Don't say, hate your luck. Maybe you'll get out one day. No, we're going to get on board. We're going to get this enthusiasm. We're going to get this in our spirit, down in our spirit, and we're going to use it to help somebody else get out. There's a prison ministry that is used here out of Covenant Church with Julio Torres and Maria Torres, and there's many of us that have gone, and we go to these prisons, and we speak, and we preach, and we've even fed them pizza and tamales and things that they don't get out in the real, in the free world. And you know what they always say? They just say this. They say, thank you that you didn't forget about me. Thank you that you didn't forget about me in this jail. So I encourage you today, don't forget about those that aren't here today and say, well, I made it to Covenant Church, had a great coffee, the service was good, we're going to go out to eat. It's great. I love it. I'm free. Been free for a while. Praise God. It's time for you to go to work. It's time for you to work. The, the thing that I need to announce is we had a water pipe break downstairs. The water shut off at the meter. I think the restrooms are out of order. Good luck. <laughs> time to be big. <laughs> the story starts with King Her- I'll be as short as I can be. I will be respectful of that. The story starts with King Herod arresting Christians. He's persecuting them. And James, the brother of John, has just been killed. He was killed with the sword. He was put to death by the sword. And King Herod is on a tear. And now he's after Peter. Okay? So if you'll go with me to Acts 12, and we're going to read verses 4 through 7. And you can follow along with me if you've got your Bibles. Turn to that, chapter 12, verse 4. After arresting him, talk, speaking of Peter, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. I'm telling you, let me stop right there. You are powerful with God on your side. You make the devil nervous. Come on. You make the devil nervous. And if you don't think you are, you are. I'm telling you are. You make the devil nervous. The moment you put one knee on the ground, the moment you raise a hand, the moment you say, you know what, I'm going to fast for three days and I'm going to seek the face of God and I'm going to be on tune with God and I'm going to reach out and I'm going to have my spirit commune with God for, for a change and get off this phone for a few hours and I'm going to get in touch with God for a few hours. The moment that you make that decision to get in tune with God, the devil gets nervous. He's nervous. Herod was nervous. Why do you have one man and all of a sudden it says he's guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Praise God for a breakout. My title today is Get Up, Get Out, and Go Get It. Get Up, Get Out, and Go Get It. I have no idea how they got it all up there. Okay, Sometimes I try to shorten the title down so we can fit it on a screen, but that's a big screen. Get Up, Get Out, and Go Get It. It is time to just, the first step, we're going to get to it here in a minute, is just simply get up. Get up. Then we're going to get out. And then we're going to go and get. Go get what? We're going to go get our blessing. The devil has told you and lied to you time and time again. You can't have that blessing. You can't have that marriage. You can't have this. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. I'm telling you, 
All things are possible. All things. Everything that the devil stole. Everything that you lost. Everything that you thought, I lost it. I'll never get it back. You can have it back. God is saying to someone today, go out there. Get up. Get out of your prison. And then go get your blessing. Go get your promise. Go get it. And today, a pastor is up here saying, "Mm, you better get up. Oh, you better get up. You better get out of here and you better go get it. And that's me kicking you in the good spot to get you going. Just go get it. And I know I hear people say it all the time. But I just, and I just, and I can't, and there's this, and there's that, and it's just, yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, I appreciate all of the talking you're doing right now. Great. All are excuses. All those excuses. Now, let me tell you, are you believing this word? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in the cross? Do you believe in the sacrifice that was made for you? Do you even believe Yes, I believe. And do you believe how powerful? Do you believe in this word? Do you believe that you are more than a conqueror? Yeah, I mean, I do. You don't act like it. I want you to walk out with that spiritual pulse raging today and walk out just ready to go to work. Let's just have a moment to praise God for what he's about to do. Come on. All right, what we're doing right now, that's some motivation. You know, you, this side clapped and that side clapped, and we could do it if we want to. Like, left side, come on, yeah. Right side, and just comp- okay, we're going to go there. Yeah, hallelujah. Woo. We're going to, oh, it's going to competition now. And we motivate each other. But we need to move past motivation. Motivation is outside. An outside force saying, do better, do better. Do better. Come on. Good game. Come on. Get up. Inspiration. Start thinking about, am I inspired? Does somebody have to tell me? Does somebody have to text me? Come to church. Live for God. Come to church. Read your word. Read your word. Have a relationship with God. Show up on a Tuesday night. Do something. Come on. Give. Give in the offering. We beg. We beg. We beg. We plead. Come on. Do something for God. Hey, come on. Volunteer your time, talent, and treasure. Just all this stuff. Just, just please, please, please. God's saying, I'm calling. I stand at the door and knock. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. Answer. Get up. Get out. And go get Hey, it's good. This church is full. But there are a few that need some inspiration. And we're going to inspire someone. I want them to be self-inspired. Amen? Amen. Peter was bound up by chains. He's in a dark place. He's hopeless, but a ray of light. If you can go back to verse 7, it said a light shone. So when it's dark, you're, you're in a dark place. Nothing has changed in Peter's circumstance. The first thing that shows that shows up on the scene is that ray of light. The light of the Word of God. Amen? Amen. The light of the gospel. The very first thing that you can help get yourself out of a prison is begin to read this Word and say, Father, speak to me. Let your light shine on me. Let your light shine on my situation. And so that ray of light comes into that cell And it begins to illuminate and show him some things. And when that light comes in, it's like, oh, there's an angel here. There is a church body. There is a friend. There is a co-worker. There is a mentor. There is a brother. There is a sister that is here. And they know you. They may have invited you. Somebody has been put into your life. And they are saying, you may not can see Jesus right now. But Jesus is in me, and Jesus changed my life. And Jesus has sent me to tell you and to talk to you and say, Look, you can make it. I am that ray of light. And you, many of you here today, you will be that ray of light. You need to be the ray of light. And you say, I don't know. I can't do it. Listen, I'm doing good just to even get to work, much less get to work and share my testimony or talk to someone. If you knew 
how bad they were hurting. And if you knew how much they had prayed that morning and saying, Lord, I can't make it another day. I need something. So when that thought gets into your mind, into your spirit, I am encouraging you to act on it. Act on it. What harm could come from saying, hey, man, just want you to know I'm praying for you. God loves you. I can't believe you would tell me that. Get out of my face. (laughs) Nobody's going to say that. If they do, it's okay. We have a deliverance team. That's okay. It's hey, we got to an answer for everything. That's totally good. I'm glad. I'm glad that the devil manifested himself now. So I know that I don't need to get around you at work. I will pray for you at a distance. And just so you'll know, deliverance team, covenant church. It's a great thing. You need deliverance in the name of Jesus, and we will lay hands on you. And hallelujah, we thank you, God, for your deliverance. Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. You've heard it, you read it, but do you believe it? I'm in a dark place. I don't really like where my life has gone. I'm not really excited about where my marriage is at. I'm not really excited. I don't have excitement. I came to church. Everybody's bumping and bouncing off the walls. They're raising their hands. They're clapping. I don't get it. I'm not there. That's okay. Because the ones that are, they weren't there a while back. But God has done a miraculous work, and He miraculously got them out of their prison. My Bible In the heading above chapter 12 says, Peter's miraculous escape from prison. It is miraculous. It's a miracle. And so your situation, where you're at, you say, Oh, man. Listen, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I like how you go here and you step over here and sometimes you do this and you do this and you clap your hands. I appreciate that. Good. More power to you. But you don't really know. If you knew my situation, you would calm down. You would calm down, preacher, and you would say, oh, man, man, you got it bad. You actually, man, and I probably would. But right after I said, man, you got it bad, that's a bad situation. But you know what? God Almighty can change any situation. The worst of the worst. Read your word. The murderer, the adulterer, everything, the worst of the worst He likes, and it's great that we can read about and go back and see how he took the worst of the worst and said, uh, how about a comeback story for you? If you're a comeback story, let's just start with this. You're a comeback story marriage. Raise your hand right now. If you have a marriage right now and it's on the rocks, You're surrounded by people. If you're a comeback story from addiction, keep your hand up. If you're a comeback story from addiction, raise your hand. If you're a comeback story of any sort whatsoever, raise your hand. Thank you, God, and we give you you praise, God, right now that you are helping us. It's amazing what God is doing among his people. We are his people doing his work. Peter, no doubt, was lonely in a state of despair, thinking I'm in this by myself. And just like I, we just did this just now, we look around, you see everywhere around you, you are surrounded by people who are saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. My breath stunk too at one time. But I'm telling you, I, I say that as a joke and I say that kind of laughing because... You know, when you have that problem, you walk around and you're, you, don't t- you don't get close to people. You shy away from people. You know, you may need a trip to the dentist and you can't even get there. Water is back on. Everybody, look at that. Praise God. Everybody, there's somebody sitting in a pew right now saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I can't get up right now. I got to get everything under control and then I will slowly. So those that are getting up right now, we just look, see that. that hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Woo. 
He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. See, this is a family here at Covenant Church. We will joke sometimes. We will be serious. We are here for you. You're surrounded by a group of people who are saying, yes, I was there. I didn't smell good. I didn't look good. I didn't look the part. I was scared to talk to people. I didn't feel like I was a disciple. I didn't have anything good to say. Matter of fact, I was scared to say anything because I was afraid I might pull somebody down with me. I'm sinking. I'm in an ocean and I'm, I'm flailing around. I'm swimming. I can't even keep my head above water. Please don't come to me for help. I'm going to drag you down. We're both going to be dead. We're going to be both dead in the water. But somebody reached out. We got prayer warriors in this house that you don't even know it, but the reason you're even here today is because we've been saying this a while now. Lord, send us the hard cases. So I'm not saying you are a hard case, but if you are a hard case and you're here today and you know you're a hard case, just say, well, prayer works. Because I don't have to tell anybody anything. I know for a fact I'm a professional sinner. I'm a, I'm a very hard case. And I'm a shell that you're not going to crack. Well, God's already working. You didn't even know it because you're here. Praise God. But let me tell you what you're surrounded by. Loving, caring, praying church body. We are here for you. We're with you. We will hold your hand. We will lift you up. We will pull you up. We will wrap you up. We will do all of that. Go back to Acts 12 and verse 5. And when you look at Acts 12 verse 5, it says, So Peter was kept in prison. And he's in prison. But what is happening? But the church was earnestly earnestly praying. There's a difference between praying and earnestly praying. If you've been in this sanctuary and you've ever been here on a Sunday night and you've been earnestly praying, raise your hand. I have been here on a, on a Sunday night and I have been earnestly praying and I don't even know why I'm praying or who I'm praying for. All I'm saying is things like this. Lord, the hurting Lord, the depressed. Lord, the one that's bound up by addiction. I pray that, this is my prayer. Lord, that when they walk in the door, they'll feel your presence. They'll feel something different. It'll be the glory of God that will fall on them and a hand starts to quiver or there's a tear that comes down out of an eye or there's something deep in that spirit that's invisible but you know it's there and you can deny it till the cows come home but you know that when you walked in this place, God said, Boom! And he showed up right there in that spirit, in that heart. And you walked out of here, you're like, hmm. Not everybody has to know about that. But I'm going to tell you what, self, you just experienced something. And you come back. And you come back. And you come back. And you start listening to me rant and rave and rant and rave about the Word of God. And you're like, hmm, maybe I will get up on that shelf and just go, Whew. hadn't done this since I was 15 years old. Feels kind of weird. Wow. I'm going to just, I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that this week. And maybe you hadn't done this since you were a young child kneeling beside your bed. Now I lay me down to sleep. I prayed the Lord, my soul. That's, your, your prayers were simplified and simple. And they, they, they weren't real deep prayers. They were just like, Lord, help me not to die in the middle of the night. <laughs> Y'all know that prayer. If I should die before I wake. But as we got older and we got a little bit deeper into sin and the things of this world, we actually have been praying that prayer with a little bit more earnest a little bit more earnestly. Lord, don't kill me this week. Why do we pray that? Why do we say those prayers? Lord, just somehow keep me alive a little bit longer because we know, we know when we're not living right. We know. Nobody has to tell you you cheated. Nobody has to tell you you stole. You know it when you did it. So that's okay because we are going to be coming back from that. We're going to get out of that. We're going to get up. We're going to get out. And then we're going to go get that blessing and that promise and that deliverance and freedom. Amen? 
But we're not there yet because we're only on page two of these notes and I got three pages and I'm halfway through page two. So y'all, I'm doing really good on time. Praise God. Before we met you, we were praying for you. The comeback stories. God took us from hopeless to happy, from lost to love, from prison to promised, from bound up to set free. Set free by the shed blood of Jesus. I want to take a praise break right now and say, Father, I bless your name. I thank you, Jesus, that you set me free by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, God. I would, all hope is lost without that sacrifice. And we thank you, God. Three steps. If you're taking notes, number one, first step. And I've already said it. It's in the title. First step, get up. Quit being unmoved. I can't move. I can move you. We, we can do this. We can do it the hard way. Or the, no, I'm kidding. All right, for everyone who would not come in the altar call, our usher team is now ready to move back to starting at the back row, and we will be dragging people to the altar. That doesn't work. It will never work. There's an old joke that we've all said. Uh, you know, when I was a child, I had a drug problem. They're like, my God, your life was messed up from the beginning. You had a drug problem as a child? Yeah, my parents drug me to church. And we've heard that joke. Uh, uh, Everybody's laughing. Thank you for the courtesy laugh that you've heard that joke 15,000 times. But that will never work. I can't make you love God. I can show you in the Word all of the promises, all of the things. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. Just, you know, we don't even talk about it much here because we never want to come across as a church that's money hungry or looking for money. We got things we need to do and we need your giving. But I will tell you this. I was talking to someone the other day about tithing. He's like, yeah, I don't so much get all that tithing. I don't really believe in it. And, uh, but it was funny to me because he immediately went into his brother. He talked about his brother, his blood brother, who believes in tithing and believes. He said, my brother believes the Bible strong. He believes everything in it. And he believes in tithing and giving in his offering. And he says, when he doesn't tithe, it's like he said, Man, my whole life just seems like it gets out of order. Something breaks, something happens, and my, my money's not blessed. And it's just like something just happens to me miraculously. And he said, my brother says that. And he said, I've seen it happen with me too. He said, but I, really, I just don't believe it. Well, I mean, if the writing's on the wall. I mean, if you don't want to read it, that's okay. Maybe you'll get there one day. But there's such a blessing in the giving Yes, there's blessing in the giving of money and, and actual cash money. There's a blessing in that if it's done in the right way. You don't give back. You don't give what is already God's back to Him and say, Ugh. you can have it back. Ugh. Yes, I will give it. Gladly, freely I give. See how free? I opened my hands, didn't I? $100 bills just wadded up so small, you got to have a microscope to look at them. But when it's done, and you know, let's just look at the right, let me give you an analogy of the right way to give. If I, I can't even, nobody would do this. Christmas morning. Beautiful grandchildren. Donna and Tommy have some grandchildren here today. And can you imagine? Hey, darling, I love you so much. It was the hardest thing in the world for me to make myself buy this gift and give it to you. But we love you. And we really hope you enjoy this gift. We hope it blesses you. We hope that you enjoy it. And Tommy, get in here because I can't even talk to him anymore. It makes me so mad every year. Gifts, 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 giving, 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 giving. Just giving, just giving of my time. Giving of my talent to these kids. Giving of my treasure to these grandkids. No, it's not that way. And it never will be that way because you love them. You love your grandchildren. You love your child. The Bible even speaks of it. It's bringing to my memory how much more. If you give a child, if you give a man who asks for something, how much more? Yes, yes, yes. And so when that, 
first of all, they, those grandchildren give a lot of love to those grandparents and they do love them back. And when God has done so much for you, when he has done so much for you, everything, your bank account, your health, your car, your Escalade, your Expedition, your Ford, your Geo Tracker, I don't care what it is, you got wheels. So don't get hung up on what kind of wheels you got. There's people in third world countries that got to walk to church. They got to walk to get water. I mean, we can get, we can guilt trip everybody in here today. All right. But he's done a lot for us. That's the point. And when he's done so much, I freely give. I give of my time. I give of my talent. I give of my treasure. Why the world did I get there? That's not even in any page of this. But I'm telling you, it's so, so important First step, get up. Quit being unmoved. We've got to be moved. Acts 12, we'll go to verse 7. There's where it started. Where, where is the start? It's in the getting up. He got up, and when he starts, when he gets up, the chains fall off. Could be, we don't know, that the chains had already released, had already come off of him, and he's laying down, and he's laying down in his jail cell in the dark he's laying down and he's free and he doesn't even know it you're in a dark place you're in a spot you don't think anybody knows where you're at but God knows where you're at and you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying and you're saying God release me God set me free and he's like heads up homie you are free indeed I'm just going to need you to do something for me right now, if you don't mind, while, while you're resting. Get up. Why don't you just get up? Get up. Step one, I can't get you out of this prison. I can't get you out of this jail. I can't get you out of this bondage. I can't bless your marriage. I can't do the things that you want. I can't bless your job. I can't do all the things. I can't deliver you and give you freedom until, first of all, you get up. And when you get up, maybe we get to step two where we start getting out of this place. But we got to get up. I mean, unless you want me to just drag you and you got a drug problem, that ain't going to work. I need to see some effort from you, God says. Acts, the book of Acts. When you look it up, a definition, it says take action, do something. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Throw off everything that hinders and entangles you. Run with perseverance. Fix your eyes. What are the things that he throw off everything? Run. Fix your eyes. You got there's some things you got to do. There's some things that you have to do. You have to take some action. If we are going to be a book of Acts church, get ready. Don't be a part of Covenant Church and everything that's going on here and think you're going to come in here and sit down and enjoy the padded chair or enjoy the padded pew. You will very quickly, likely in one year's time, be up here on this stage right here just anointing people with oil and praying and praying and praying a prayer of faith and, and, the, and the prayer of faith will raise up the sick calling for the elders of the church. Elders of the church, he was dead one year ago. He just kind of got his life right a year ago. He elder? Come on. God can raise up some elders quick. This church body, this covenant church body, there's lots of church bodies. But I will tell you that God is getting ready to do something really quick and fast and miraculous. It's already happening. I mean, we look at the numbers and it's growing and we're like, well, it's, it's numbers. Yeah, but... Numbers are souls. And I look at a number and I'm like, well, the more that number grows, the more there's in that number, there's some marriages in that number. There's some kids in that number. There were some kids in that number who just a week ago were dropping F-bombs and saying all this to their teacher. And I'm sorry, but that's the truth. I mean, I went on a call yesterday, 16 years old, and he is cussing his grandmother out. But I got to be professional and I just, we just, mm-hmm, zip it. But one of these days, if that ever happens and I'm not in a uniform, there might be some laying on of hands. <laughs> Lovingly casting out in the name of Jesus, maybe just a hand over the mouth and say, you better shut it. But we, so 
we want that number to grow. We, I need you to get up, get out, and go get people. I need, I need to get up, get out, and you're like, well, this, the sermon ain't for me. I'm 75 years old. I am saved, blessed, and I'm so glad about it. I don't need to get up and get out and go get anything. I'm blessed. I'm blessed beyond measure. Okay, well, let's just change the whole topic of this sermon, and we're going to flip it around. We got an answer for everything. Like I said, we got an answer for everything. You get up, get out, and go out there and get some people and bring them in. That's not what this sermon's about, but we're going to flip it for those who feel like it's not for them. Because we got work to do, amen? We got work to do. If you're in a prison, God is saying to someone today, stand up. Acts 12, 8. The angel said to him, put on your clothes and your sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him this. So we got to get up and we got to put on some things. If we're going to get out, step number two is get out. And as we're getting out, we're going to put on some things. We're going to put on the full armor of God. It's a garment of praise. It's a garment of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Every one of us have something we need to walk through. Our past. An open door or a guard. And those guards could represent a lot of things. The guard of intimidation. The guard of of a fear of failure. The, there's certain guards that are posted up in your prison, and I'm speaking figuratively here, but there's certain guards that you feel like, I'm fine with getting up. I will quietly get up. I don't want to make too much noise. I don't want the enemy and the devil. I don't want those guards. I don't want the warden knowing that I'm up. Because the last time I got up, the enemy said, what? And beat me down and locked me back up. It's time, and we've had a whole series on this. You need to get free, and you need to stay free. It's time to get free the bondage. It's time to get free of the chains. And quit being scared of a devil who has no power and authority over you. He has no legal binding contract with you when it's broken in the name of Jesus. And we got to stand worse, firm on this word. And we got a promise from God. And we need to proclaim the promise and speak the promise and speak it with boldness and authority to the, to the devil. But too many want to just stand up quietly and say, I don't want to rock the boat too much. I don't want to jingle these chains too much. I don't want to jingle and make noise. I'll stand up, but that's all you're getting out of me. It's time to get up with authority and start walking. And you don't need to start walking. Don't start taking a step, one step in front of another until you put on a garment of praise. Put on your cloak, your garment of praise. Put on the sandals. The peace of God. Follow Jesus. And, you, and once you're there and you have got to follow Him and you put on these things, that garment of praise, and you begin to praise God. Praise God in, in the prison. Praising God in the prison. Praising God in... I don't see what I need to see. It's dark in here. Praise God. Praise God. I stood up. Praise God. Give God the praise even in the prison. It's time. It's time to move on. But so many people, there's something you need to walk through. There's something you need to walk past. But you feel like you've got it figured out. You will not read your word no matter how much I jump up and down. No matter how much I pace back and forth and pump my fist and tell you how God did it for me. He can do it for you. There are those that have this mentality. And they're going to put a picture up here about an open door that is so open it's ready for you to walk through. But this is you. And you see there, it's the Midvale School for the Gifted. And you're so smart, you've got it figured out. And you're just leaning on that door. I'm leaning on that door. And God's saying right now, hey, just pull it. It's open. The door is open. My goodness. And that's us. Some of us, that's spiritually speaking, that is some of us. God, when you open this door, God, if, 
And we're praying, Lord, just make a way. Lord, make a way where there is no way. Lord, I'm praying in the mighty. Oh, I can pray. I can fast. And I'm praying, Lord, if you'll make a way where there's no way. Open your eyes. Look around. Get up. Look. Get head high with the sign right there. Oh, pull. Oh, okay. Here we go. There is an open door. He opens doors that need to be open. He shuts doors that need to be shut. This door is open for this young man right here who is uh, needing to probably go in there and do some work. But he can't because he's got his head down. He's not looking up. He don't have his eyes on the path. He don't have his eyes on the path of righteousness. He don't have what he's got. He don't have things going the right way. And he's got his head down in his own self, and he can't move forward. He doesn't even see that the door says, just pull on the door. The door is open. All right, thank you all. Y'all can take that down. I appreciate our team that helps us with so many pictures and videos and all of the antics that come with preaching, the preaching, the foolishness of preaching. Uh, I get excited about the Word of God. Let's read Acts 12, verses 9 through 11. I'm getting uh, ready to close. Praise team, if y'all are... Ready? Y'all got a song? Let's get ready to worship God. We're going to baptize a couple of people. Praise God. Chapter 12, verse 9. Focus in right here. Get in here with me. Just jump in here with me once again in the Scripture, and we're going to be cutting out of here in just a second. Verse 9. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea what the angel was doing. What really was doing was really happening. He didn't even know it was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. Wow, miraculously. And they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent this angel and rescued me. I'm telling you, church, today, somebody that is in this pew, somebody that is sitting down right now, you will know very shortly, you will know without a doubt, now I know God rescued me. Why? Because it's a miracle. You don't know my situation. You don't know where I'm at. You have no idea. You have no idea what I'm dealing with. And I'm telling you, there's a miracle sitting here today. Just like it happened for Jason Ray one year ago. And he was on that, opera, on that uh, ER table. And his blood pressure dropped and plummeted. And he turned blue. And the doctor said, there, there's somebody here today that doesn't know this story. So just stand by 20 seconds. Basically, the doctor said, there's no way he's going to survive. Nikki Ray... You need to start making arrangements. You need to call your people in here. You need to tell the family. Maybe we can keep him alive just long enough for everybody to say goodbye and get out. And, 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 and then they leave. And then we're going to, the medication will subside. And, and he'll, he's going to go ahead and die. Because he's really dead right now. We're just keeping him alive with epinephrine and things for his heart. And maybe a shock here and there. We're just boost, just barely keeping him alive. He's actually dead. The doctor said these things. But then there was a woman and there was a church body that immediately started texting each other. Pray for my husband. He's dying. Pray for my husband. The doctor says he's dead. And there's a lot of people that said, I don't accept it. I don't accept it. Come on, let's stand right now. We're going to start praising God in a second. And somebody is going to walk out of here and they are going to have a pulse rate that was is alive and you're right now there's somebody right now that has a pulse rate that is low your vitals are low your spiritual blood pressure is low you are blue you don't have the life in you that you need and you think well i'm not in bondage i'm not in prison you are in a place right now where you are spiritually on the verge of death you have let your blood pressure fall. You have let your spiritual pulse get low and low and low. And you are alive. You are saved. But God didn't call us just to be alive. God didn't call us just to be saved. He wants you to be on fire for Him. Full of life for Him. On fire. Full of life. Reaching. Getting up. Going out. Going and getting. This will be a church that is on fire. This will be a church that goes out to this community and reaches this community and compels them. Come on, did somebody hear me? Compels them. And they say, I don't need church. I don't need God. I don't need covenant church. I don't need those things. And you will say, 
You need this. I'm telling you, you don't know how bad you need it. I'm compelling you. I'm I'm telling you, God has something more for you. There's more for you. He knows you're here. He sees your pain. He sees your trouble. Church, I'm telling you that God is opening up big doors. It's time to bust out of those doors. I'm talking about impossible doors. I want everybody in here to say this. Think big. Think big. Think big. We will walk past intimidation. We will walk past discouragement. We will walk right on past doubt. Last thing, number three, go out. Your blessing. Go get your freedom. Number three is go get your blessing and your freedom. He's waiting on you to move. Revelation 3.8, He opens doors that no one can shut. The door is open. Look at somebody say, the door is open. Now tell them this, say, go get it. Go get it. Some of you feel like you've had a life sentence. But I'm going to tell you right now, your life sentence has been pardoned. By the blood of Jesus, your sins are about to be forgiven. So before we open up these altars, this is how we, I want to do this altar call today because there is some strength, there's some excitement that's building. Nobody told everybody to start clapping. This whole church is already clapping. Why? Y'all working on getting that spiritual pulse rate up, aren't you? Yeah, I feel my blood pressure picking up. Woo! I'm going to open up these altars in here in just a second. And I want all that can, all that can. We can't all get up here. There's too many people in the sanctuary. But everybody that can, I want you to feed off of each other. And we're going to spiritually empower the person next to us. So when somebody's beside you up here, I want you to put your arm around them. I want you to grab their hand. I want you to raise your hands together. I want you to do whatever you got to do because I need you to help me to get up. Go out. And go get my blessing. Go get my freedom. Go get my deliverance. Come on. Let's come on. Everybody come up. Let's go. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up out of that grave. Yeah. We're going to get up. Get up. Get up. Yeah. Get up out of that grave. Get up. Get up. Get up. It's powerful. Get up out of that grave. Thank you, Jesus. Get up. Yes. Get up out of that grave. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up out of that grave. know if you are that person and you want to make your way y'all just make a spot right here just a little spot if you feel like I, I have got to have a change today I can't wait I can't wait just come on up here make your way right here if that's you and you say I have God loves you unbelievably listen look at me he is going to change your life you want it if there's anybody else that wants to join this young lady, what's your name? What is it? Nikki? Nikki, God loves you. Hey, whatever prison, whatever has bound you up, whatever has been holding you back, I want you to just, my wife is going to pray for you, and I want you to just raise your hands. And I want to say right now in the name of Jesus, Father, begin to move. And if you need a touch, I want you to come down here, and we're going to pray. It's time, church. 
We have asked for the hard cases. We have asked for God to send people that need something. She said, I need it. I want it. I know God's going to give it to me. If you need prayer, just if you need prayer right now, raise your hands. Is somebody right here? Somebody pray with this young man right here. Justin. Justin Bill, right there. Right here, Bill. If you need prayer, raise your hand. I am free. If you need prayer, raise your hand. Doing a work. I am free. Freedom. Kill us another one. I am free. Come on. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. Hell is losing Kill another one. Lost another one. I am free. Come on. for you. It doesn't matter where you are. This is not, this is not to, you don't have to get to this altar. Wherever you are, I just want you to raise your hand. And as they get ready for the baptisms, I'm going to say now, if somebody is near you, go get them. Domingo, right there. Go get them. Go get them. Look, I need somebody to go to the back. I need somebody to go to the back. I need somebody to come to Billy Campbell. Come on, church family. It's your time to go get somebody and minister to them. If they are asking for prayer, you've got it inside of you. You've got it inside of you. This is the church we will be. It's not in the pastor's prayer. It's in your prayer. It's in your faith. It is not in this in this podium. It's not in the stage. It's the faith. We will be disciples. We'll be a church of faith that we will lay on hands on the sick and they shall recover. If they need deliverance, they will be delivered in the name of Jesus. He's turning us around. He's placing our feet on solid ground. I'm telling you, I, I, you, don't, you just don't even know what's been happening lately spiritually. I, I had a dream the other night where, and I, I have not dreamed this dream since I was a child. And I really believe, I woke up really feeling strong like God was saying, the things that have been bound up in you as a child, and you just, it's like you gave up hope, it's like you gave up the dream. And as a child, I used to dream all the time that I could fly. 
and I, and I had a dream the last a few nights ago and I was flying and, and I, w- I woke up and I told my wife I said listen I have a strong strong feeling that that flying and then that dream what was happening was I said I told her I said it's just so easy and I was telling everybody around me and she began to fly and it was just so easy I felt like a strong feeling come over me saying there, and people were coming from all over because what we had this little contraption and you stick two things here and we had two things here in our hands and it was cheap I'm like you can go to the dollar store and buy this for like five bucks and you just get it and you're just flying I said people are going to realize that it's not hard it's not hard to get up and fly and be more than you could ever be and God people have we're in the Bible Belt people just want to be saved they're like just tell me how to get saved I'll go back to work and be miserable it's more than that and I'm telling you it's going to there's going to be because in the dream people were coming where do we buy this where do we get it I'm like it's cheap it's almost completely free just go pick it up it's easy and then not long after that someone had a dream about some uh, babies and twins not her but somebody else about her and and then I, I had a dream last night and I was holding a baby and this baby was so small it was not a baby that should have been talking and I'm holding it and all of a sudden the baby just started talking to me and it was the baby was saying it's just so easy I can talk it's no problem it's just so easy and I'm like I was just I just believe that God is calling a massive group of people I don't if we have to go to two services we'll go to two services whatever we got to do we'll get them in the doors we'll get them at these altars deliverance healing freedom from bondage Tuesday nights if we got to have celebrate recovery and a Tuesday night help night out in the life center one big old class out there and another class out there and another help night up here and maybe we can't feed everybody a full meal deal anymore but we at least get them a little bit of chip and dip or something I don't know but I mean we'll do whatever we got to do God will make a way I do know a man who took five loaves and two fishes and they just just broke so I know we're going to baptize here in just a second and I know they're ready, they're looking at me but I just want to tell you get ready and you need to be a part of the get up, the go out and go get let's baptize praise God Jay upon the confession of your faith and the obedience to the word of God I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin yes
in the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. Give him praise, church. Come on. I am free. I am free. I am free. Get it.